Welcome to the West Point Sermon Podcast. This is your place for audio for past and future messages. Video versions of this podcast are available at the link in the podcast description. Be sure to subscribe so you get updates when new sermons are posted. Thanks so much for listening. Okay, well this morning uh, I want to jump into a message on healing. And uh, healing is kind of one of those uh, tough topics. Uh, because everybody has questions about it because it's a supernatural thing and because um, it, it involves faith. And all of those things kind of play a part. And, and we've been in this series on what does God say about, and God says a lot about healing. Uh, he, there's a lot of different ways we could go with this, but because we have only a short amount of time this morning, I want us to, to focus on a couple different ideas uh, and we're going to have an opportunity to have some discussion like we've been having the past couple weeks as well. Uh, but before we do that, who would like to hear a joke this morning? All right, all right. Uh, this is a letter written to an insurance company. It says, in, I'm writing in response. Some of you are laughing already. That's <laughs> like I know insurance companies. They're difficult, right? Uh, I'm writing in response to your request for additional information. In block number three of the accident reporting form, I put poor planning as the cause of my accident. You said in your letter that I should explain more, and I trust the following details are sufficient. I am a bricklayer by trade. On the day of the accident, I was working alone on the roof of a six-story building. When I completed my work, I discovered that I had about 500 pounds of bricks left over. Rather than carry the bricks down by hand, I decided to lower them in a barrel using a pulley which fortunately was attached to the side of the building at the sixth floor. Securing the rope at ground level, I went up to the roof, swung the barrel out, and loaded the bricks into it. Then I went back to the ground and untied the rope, holding it tightly to ensure a slow descent of the 500 pounds of bricks. You will note in block number 11 of my accident reporting form that I weigh 135 pounds. Due to my surprise at being jerked off the ground so quickly, I lost my presence of mind and forgot to let go of the rope. Needless to say, I proceeded at a rather rapid rate up the side of the building. In the vicinity of the third floor, I met the barrel coming down. This explains the fractured skull and broken collarbone. Slowly, (laughs) slowed only slightly, I continued my rapid ascent not stopping until the fingers of my right hand were two knuckles deep into the pulley. Fortunately, by this time, I'd regained my presence of mind and was able to hold tightly to the rope in spite of my pain. At approximately the same time, however, the barrel of bricks hit the ground and the bottom fell out of the barrel. Devoid of the weight of the bricks, the barrel now weighed approximately 50 pounds. I refer you again to my weight in block number 11. As you might imagine, I began a rapid descent down the side of the building. In the vicinity of the third floor, I met the barrel coming up. (laughs) This accounts for the two fractured ankles and the lacerations on my legs and lower body. The uh, the encounter with the barrel slowed me enough to lessen my injuries when I fell onto the pile of bricks. And fortunately, only three vertebrae were cracked. You may be wondering how I incurred the remaining injuries. I'm sorry to report, however, that as I lay there on the bricks in pain and unable to move and watching the barrel six stories above, I again lost my presence of mind and I let go of the rope. (laughs) The end. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) 
Well, how many of you have had an injury before that has required medical attention? I have had very few of these injuries in my life. I've been very fortunate in that way. But um, a number of years ago, I had an incident with a bread knife. Um, I was cutting a, a, a roll in half with the bread knife, and uh, I decided to go a little bit further than the roll, and I sliced into my pinky finger pretty significantly, <laughs> and uh, wrapped it up, and after about an hour of waiting, I discovered, yeah, this isn't going to stop on its own. I should probably go to urgent care. So Laura drove me to urgent care and went up there, and um, the doctor gave me a shot of Novocaine, and uh, he looked at my finger, and he's like, well, it's a bread knife. How much damage could you have done? Then he looked at it a little bit closer, and he said, well, that's about as much damage as you could do with the bread knife. <laughs> Impressive. I got all the way to the bone. And, uh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and so the doctor gave me a shot of Novocaine, and he stitched it up, and he wrapped it in a bandage, and sent me home with a prescription. You know, Everything that he did was great, and, and I'm grateful for the medical attention that I received. Um, and then, you know, several hundred dollars later, when his bill was fulfilled for the, the work that he did and, and the medication he prescribed, um, that was really ultimately the limit of the healing process in my body. Like, he could put it kind of back together, you know, and hold it in place, but ultimately, my finger still needed to heal. It still needed to regenerate those cells that had been damaged by my bread knife. It still needed to stitch itself back together. And today, I mean, there's a faint scar there, but other than that, I mean, I can feel everything in my pinky is completely normal. There's nothing wrong with it. Because the body has an amazing ability to heal itself. It was God who regenerated those cells, who healed those damaged nerves, he didn't deaden the pain like the Novocaine did, but he actually removed it over time. Sometimes I think we look at healing and we get enamored with the supernatural act of God restoring somebody to health that is uh, sick and in, in tough shape. But we miss sometimes the amazing creation of God and the way that he formed our bodies and the way that they're able to heal themselves. And I'd like to make the case that that is just as amazing and significant as a supernatural healing, the, the way that he designed us. And to think that that would happen by mistake is foolish, in my opinion. I want to talk about two different kinds of healing. And, you know, we kind of addressed them earlier, natural healing and supernatural healing. And uh, I think both are important and both are, are amazing miracles that God does uh, Psalm 139, 13-16 says, For you formed my inward parts, you knitted me together in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In, the, in your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me. When... As yet, there were none of them. So God designed you, and he formed you, and he created you uniquely. He put you together. And in that same way, uh, 
healing comes when when something happens to us, when we have a, an illness, when we have an injury. Our bodies are amazingly adept at healing themselves. But ultimately, we need to give credit where credit is due. Ex Exodus 15:26 says, I am the Lord, your healer. He is our healer. He's the one that, that um, gives life to our bodies. He's the one that heals us. And when we acknowledge that, when we recognize that, it opens the door for us um, to give credit to God in every circumstance. So when it comes to natural healing, a um, few ideas maybe that, that will be helpful. First of all, we need to take care of our bodies. Uh, overeating, smoking, drinking, sexual promiscuity, they're all great ways to end your life prematurely. They're all great ways to die young. Um, so much of sickness is preventable. It's, we can still bring our sickness to God when, when uh, it's our fault, right? But at the same time, uh, it doesn't make much sense to keep breaking something and then bringing it to a repair shop. In other words, if I were to go to Joe, because Joe works on my car when my car is broken, if I were to say, Joe, something's wrong with my car, it's making a weird noise, and uh, he's like, okay, well, what have you done to look at it? Well, I saw the oil was a little bit low, and so to bring that oil level up, I put some sand in the, in the oil tank. Okay, well, that was probably a bad idea, <laughs> right? Uh, like, and, and maybe, like, after a catastrophic fix, like, he'd be able to repair that. You know, what if we did the same thing again? <laughs> like, well... Yeah, I, 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 know, I know last time you said the reason my car broke was because I put sand where the oil is supposed to go. <laughs> but I did it again. Can you fix it again? And this time, actually, you know, I, my car's overheating a little bit, too. I, I really didn't like the smell of coolant, so I put Kool-Aid in there instead. <laughs> Just trying it out, right? <laughs> like... <laughs> You know, I mean, if we were to do that, somebody would think we're insane. But we go to God sometimes and we say, okay, God, fix this health issue, fix this health issue, and we don't take care of ourselves at all. Isn't that the same kind of irresponsible behavior, right? And I'm not minimizing how hard it is to live a healthy lifestyle. I completely understand that. And it's not like, well, I, I intended to wake up this morning and, and not take care of myself. But if, if we want to honor the Lord and we want to be faithful to Him, then we need to be faithful with everything that He's given to, to us. And that means taking care of the body that He's given to us as well. Um, if you need help in this area, find somebody to help you. Uh, there are a number of ways, a number of people here that can, that can help you in that process. Uh, this spring, we actually did a Facebook group online, 40 Days of Health, and it was really beneficial for a lot of people, and they... they they uh, got a lot healthier as a result of that, that time together. We're going to do that again in October if you want to be a part of that. But we want to help you in that process because there are a lot of things that God can fix but that he doesn't have to if we take care of ourselves, right? You know, there's not just natural healing, though. As amazing as the body is and as great as medical science is and, and working with that natural healing process and how many lives it saved, Ultimately, we still serve a God that's able to do above and beyond that. He's able to do the supernatural. He's able to, to heal things that are broken, that, that we don't have any understanding 
about. I remember when I was a teenager, the first encounter I had with the supernatural healing, we had one of our youth leaders, and he came in. He was a firefighter, and he had sprained his ankle um, at work, and um, he was a mess. Uh, I mean, the thing was just black and blue and purple and all sorts of different colors, and it was the size of, like, like a grapefruit on his between his foot and his leg. I mean, it was disgusting. Just puffy and gross and disgusting. And he could barely walk on the thing. I mean, he was just, he would have to use the chairs, you know, to move down the aisle. And I mean, it was just, it looked incredibly painful. And that night, uh, he received prayer. And I mean, like, he was absolutely shocked by it. But I mean, he's like, hold on here. <laughs> you know, he's, he's like walking around. He's like, I think it's better. And he started jumping up and down. And I mean, this is a big guy, by the way. He's probably, you know, 275, 300 pounds, something like that. And he's jumping up and down and celebrating because God had healed his ankle in that spot. And I looked at it, and I'm like, the discoloration is still there. It's still black and blue and purple. But the thing shrunk, like, right before our eyes. Like, all the swelling just went away like that. And here's this big guy just running around the sanctuary, praising God, because he had healed him in that moment. And it was at that moment that I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that God is able to heal. And in my own life, then, I started to pray for things when they weren't right. In fact, I had my own sprained ankle once after we were playing basketball one time, and I just had the guys pray for it uh, that I was playing with and, and instantly healed. I've... Uh, had like pretty serious asthma before and and it like to the point where it had been affecting me for four weeks and as i'm leading worship on stage and hadn't been able to sing in weeks because of the tightness in my chest and i started worshiping the lord and like forget it i'm just going to sing anyway if i cough i cough and i started singing and and praising god and Im immediately like in that moment i just felt everything loosen up in my chest uh I believe that God can heal supernaturally, and I've experienced it myself, and I've seen it many more times. You know, I've also seen people who have prayed and prayed and prayed for healing and have are, are still in that place where they're still praying, or maybe they've even passed away. People of great faith, you, many of you remember Jeff Grinnell we had here a couple months ago, and the story of his wife passing away. I mean, we prayed for her for months. We thought God had completely healed her. I mean, that, that cancer was completely gone. He did heal her. And then it came back, and, and she passed away, and we were heartbroken by that fact. You know, there's a lot about a supernatural God that we don't understand. And I think we kind of have to put healing in one of those categories. You, you can't build a theology of why God doesn't heal, because every time in the Bible that somebody came to Jesus for healing, he healed them. So it's hard for us to sit here from our human perspective and explain why people don't get healed, because we see it on a regular basis. But if we, our faith is in our circumstances, that's a problem. So we place our faith in Jesus Christ. Now, that doesn't mean that every single person that we're going to pray for is going to receive healing. But it does mean that every person that we don't pray for 
doesn't. So I want you in your groups to maybe tackle this difficult question a little bit and just, just share what's on your heart, share from your own experience, but why doesn't everyone get healed? Why doesn't everyone get healed? Okay, take a few minutes to talk about that. I'm going to ask our worship team to come on up here as, as uh, we prepare to close today. And I want to just share kind of two main ideas with you as, as we close. Um, first of all, uh, we were talking about this in our staff meeting last week, and, and Pastor Michael brought up the fact that, that we spend a lot of time praying for other believers. But what, what are we doing as far as praying for those who need healing who are not yet believers? I mean, think about that for a second. If you pray for somebody and they're healed of whatever they have going on, think about how open and receptive they'll be to the gospel at that point. You know, believers, we have authority. We have authority in who we are and who God made us to be to speak to sicknesses and to heal people. Because, not because we're so great, but because Jesus already paid the price for our healing. So why wouldn't we take that step and take advantage of that and do that and make a difference in our world? We have an opportunity to show the gospel, to share Christ's love with people by praying for them. I have opportunities like this all the time as a referee because inevitably before the game, just about every referee that I know will be complaining about some injury that they have, and they'll pop an ibuprofen before every single game. And when the opportunity has presented itself, I've had the opportunity to pray with several of those people. Now, is it a little bit intimidating to ask initially, to say, can I pray for them? Because you probably think, well, what if they don't get healed? Well, Wayne Gretzky had a saying. He said, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Yogi Berra also had a saying. He said, you, you miss 90% of the putts you leave short. I think his math is a little bit off on that one. <laughs> but, you know, it works the same way with prayer. You don't get to experience healing in anybody you don't pray for. So why not take a chance? I think God is big enough that he can handle himself if we put, out, uh, put him on, on, on the spot. Like, God, will you heal this person? I don't know, Paul. It's pretty tough. I don't know if I can handle that. I mean, I did create the universe, and I made everyone, and I formed their bodies from their inward parts, and I know them intimately, and I designed every detail of them. But, yeah, boy, that cold that you're praying for, that's a tough one for me. I mean, sometimes that's how we approach God. We think, God, this is, this is too big for you. I'm going to spare you the embarrassment. I mean, it might sound ridiculous right now, but when you go to pray for somebody this week, which you're all going to do, right? Those thoughts are going to start coming into your mind. Well, what if God can't do it? Am I going to look stupid? But until we take those steps of faith, we never have the opportunity to see God move in an incredible way. 
You know, the other thing I want to mention is that some of you maybe have been dealing with an illness or a sickness, and it's been something that's been going on for a long time. And you're frustrated, and you're like, I just want to experience healing. And I've given up praying for it because it's just gone on and on and on and on. You know, the Jesus had a, a story of this woman who appeared before this judge. And it says he rejected her claim. And time and time again, she would come back to this judge, say, please, please, persistently pursuing her justice. And Jesus said eventually he got so frustrated with her and so annoyed by her that he just gave in and gave her what she wanted. Now, I'm not saying that's the way that the father interacts with his kids because he loves us. But there's a lesson in there that teaches us to be persistent. Don't give up hope. If you've been praying for years, don't give up hope. The God who created the universe is just as able today to heal what's going on with you.